Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Nicodemus asked a question and said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now here, here's a question. But notice what the answer was. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He goes on to say that that which is born of the flesh or the human nature, that which is born of the human nature is carnality. But that which is born of the Spirit, now notice the capital is, that means that which is born of the Holy Ghost, is Spirit. So that means that now this person is a Spirit-filled person who is endeavoring to live their life walking after the Spirit because when we get up out of here, we're going into a spiritual world. But notice, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the Spirit, that which is born of the Holy Ghost, is Spirit, is Spirit-filled. Now I have the ability to walk in the Spirit. I walk after the Spirit. Everybody understand where, where, where I'm going to get you? Let's look at this. Marvel not that I said unto you. Notice that you must be born again. Now, I, 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 I want everybody to say that. Because marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. I want everybody to stop right there. Born again is not what you believe born again is. Go back up, verse number three. Break, break this down to help the Lord. Jesus answered and said unto him, Any man I say to thee, except the man be born again. Now, let's go down to verse number seven. Now he says, Mama, not that I said unto you, you must. Be born again. So I want everybody to stop right there. Born again is not being that you got baptized at some point in your life. Born again does not mean that you got filled with the Holy Ghost at some point in your life. Notice it's two things here. He said in verse 3, you must be born again. Then in verse number 5, he said you must accept the man be born of water and of the spirit. So it's two separate things that must happen to that which is born of the human nature. I'm going to try to help us today to understand born again. <laughs> Remember there's two things. Verse number three he said, you must be born again. Now, verse number five, he said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit. It's two things now. Number one is being born again. Number two is being born of water and the spirit. So born of water means when I got baptized. Amen, somebody. In the name of Jesus. And when Born of the Spirit is when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. 
Now let's go to Acts number one and verse number eight. And let me show you. Now, Acts 2 and 4. Let me show you what happens when God fills you with the Holy Ghost. Salvation 101 today, my brothers and sisters. And they were all filled. How, y'all? With the Holy Ghost. Now, what happened? They began to speak. Notice, with other tongues, when God filled them with the Holy Ghost, they speak with other tongues. Watch this. As the Spirit gave them utterance, so when God filled them with the Holy Ghost, the evidence was there was some tongues or something coming out of their mouth. Put the word tongue down. As the Spirit gave them utterance, so it was not them doing the speaking. Oh, y'all getting good teaching this morning. Notice they, they heard a language. They heard something coming out of their mouth. And it wasn't, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when God gave them the Holy Ghost, they were saying something other than, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, there's a language, specifically one naturally unacquired. Here is an unacquired language. You know, we was born to speak English. You took classes to speak Espanol Spanish. But this was something that was naturally unacquired. This was something that you could not acquire on your own. Oh, Lord, I'm, 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 I'm helping us today. Go back to 2 and 4, Acts 2 and 4. So notice here, when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with other, notice, other tongues, other languages. See, if it said with other tongue, then it would mean it would be a singular tongue. In other words, it would be one language. But when God filled with the Holy Ghost, it's many languages that you did not acquire on your own. And when the Spirit gave you the utterance, which is the vocal expression, which is the ability to speak, those tongues that was coming out your mouth, you don't know what was coming out your mouth because it was something that you did not acquire on your own. Amen, somebody. It was through the Spirit of God speaking through you. Y'all see that? It began to speak with other tongues. Notice it was many languages. We don't know how many languages it was. <laughs> but we know it was more than one language. Put more tongue down again. Watch this again. Watch this. A language specifically, S-P-E-C, specifically one naturally unacquired. Now let's go back. But notice, when God filled them with the Holy Ghost, they didn't just speak with one tongue or one language. They spoke with other languages. They spoke many languages that were not naturally acquired. I'm about to tell you, when God gives you the genuine Holy Ghost, you don't know what's coming out your mouth. Amen, y'all. You, when, when, when God starts to speak through you, when the Spirit starts to give you, notice, go down. As the Spirit gave them utterance, when the Spirit gave them the utterance, they don't know what they were saying. It was many languages. Many languages that were not naturally acquired. <laughs> Look how good God is. Amen, somebody. You know what he knew? God took it all the way back to the beginning. When the earth was of one language, 
if, 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 if you go to China and you don't know Chinese, you don't know what they say. You're going to be lost unless you find or run into someone that knows your language. So here are all these languages that God produced. Good God and glory. Y'all see that? All these languages that God produced, he spoke through them. These many different languages. <laughs> Let's go back to John 3. And verse number 6 it is. No, 7. So notice, so here he says, Marvel not, that I say unto thee, you must be born again. This is not dealing with you must be baptized or filled with the Holy Ghost. This is dealing with a change on the inside, which is called a metamorphosis. Amen, somebody. Because when I come into the hospital, amen, and I start to hear the word of God, that word that I'm starting to hear, it starts to get down in my heart. Amen. It starts to get down in my system. And what does it start to do? It starts to change me on the inside. Amen. Because when God brought me to the hospital, he brought me just like I am, y'all. Am I right, somebody? Amen, Amen y'all. That's, that's the beauty of God. God brings you just like y'all. Amen. But notice, it's a hospital. Am I right, y'all? It's a place where I can come to get better in my situation. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's a place I can come to get better in my condition. Why? Because it's a hospital. So this born again means that when I came in in my condition, I don't care how you come in. I don't care if you come, amen. You're just crooked than a barrel stick. I don't care that between you and the Lord. Is that right, somebody? Right. And because this is a hospital. Is that right, somebody? And when you go to the hospital, you go to the hospital so you can get some help. Come on, somebody. Not so I can stay the same. Lord, I need some help over here. This don't ever stop. 
Because God starts to take you from one level to another level. Uh-huh. He done cleans you up from this thing here. Now he got something else to work on. <laughs> uh, now he's starting to work on this thing. Now he done cleans you up. Guess what? He got something else for you to work on. So this born again is that regeneration that we go through as he starts to transform us. That was it. Yeah, I, I'm still a sinner. Yes, Amen, yo. I ain't no saint. I'm still a sinner. I'm just running from sin now. I used to run to sin. But now I'm running from sin. Amen, somebody. So what, what do you mean you were still a sinner? I still am in the sin nature. Am I right, somebody? As long as I'm in this sin nature, I'm still a sinner by nature. Come on, somebody. But by the grace of God, I am what I am today. Come on. By the grace of God, you are what you are today. Yeah, I'm still a sinner. But by the grace of God, I'm a sinner that's running from sin.
that whosoever has faith. It goes beyond the natural mind of believing. And it jumps into the spiritual world of faith. Does everybody see it? When I can say that I believe you, but I might not believe you. But when they say, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever has faith in him. James 2.26. Notice what that faith will do. For as the body without the spirit is there, watch this. Here it is. Here is, here is belief in Jesus. So faith without works. So if I believe in Jesus, I'm not believing on a natural level. I'm believing on a spiritual level by having faith in Jesus. And how do I show I have faith in Jesus? By my works. Y'all see that? Yes, sir. By my works. I can say I'm going to give you $100. But if I'll never give it to you, <laughs> you ain't got nothing. Now here, I say I'm going to give you $100. And you believe in me. But when it comes time for me to perform my works, I don't do it. It's dead. <laughs> so let's go back. So this God so work is on the guys. That who's a whosoever believes in him. And not talking about you having belief on a natural level. It's a spiritual level by having faith. And when I have faith in Jesus. My faith will be evidenced by my works. By my works. By my works. Watch this. Let me show you the scripture. I believe it's chapter John and John and uh let me find it here. Thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus go to John chapter number six. Verse number twenty-two. Now here, Jesus had just fed 5,000 souls. So the day following when the people stood on the other side of the sea, saw that there was no boat there, except that one whereto Jesus' disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but the disciples were going away alone. Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias nigh unto the place where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took ships seeking. For Jesus came to Capernaum. When they found Jesus on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Notice. Jesus answered them and said, Better, better, better. I say unto you, you don't see me. Not because of the miracles that you saw. That's not why you are looking after me. But the only way that you reason why you seek me is because you did eat. And were filled. The only reason why you're seeking me is because I fed you. Watch this. He said, labor not for the 
was perishing. But for the meat which endured unto what God and life. So, which is the son of man shall give you. So he was telling them, you're not seeking me because of the miracles that you saw me do. The only reason why y'all is following after me is because I fed you some bread. Now I say that to say this. Let's go back to John 3. What we need that? Here it is. Go down. That whoso believeth in him, Jesus, is requiring that all those that come after him must have faith in him and the faith must show works. Now, I can't say I'm a preacher when I'm at the club on Friday night and Saturday night. I can't say I'm a preacher when I got a wife and have a girlfriend. Hey, Daniel. You know, hey, Daniel. Because when I say I'm a preacher, I'm saying that I'm on a high level of spiritual living. But if my works do not what's the word I'm looking for? If my works do not produce evidence of what I say, then guess what? I'm a liar. Yes, I'm a hypocrite. Ain't and then you would call me a fake. And you would be justified in calling me a fake. Because I'm portraying something that I'm really not. Am I right, somebody? So he said that when you believe, to believe in Jesus is to step out of the natural realm of belief and go into the spiritual realm of faith. Proverbs 3, let me show you. Proverbs 3 and 5. Here it is. Right here. Trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart. So when I step into that area of faith, Trust in the Lord with all, that's the, that's the key word, with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Watch this, keep going. In all your ways, acknowledge who? Him. There's faith right there, y'all. And he shall direct who? Your path. That's faith. So let's go back. So notice he said, whosoever believeth, I'm going to do this little bit of teaching, B-E-L-I-E-V-E-T-H means it's an ongoing thing. Anytime you see E-T-H, it means it's ongoing. So if that's the case, and it is because of Scripture, then in everything I had to acknowledge Jesus. In all of my ways I got to acknowledge him. Amen. In everything that I do, I got to acknowledge him. Go back to acknowledge. Go, go, go back to Proverbs 3. There's faith. Put the word acknowledge there. There's faith right here. To know Ascertain by seeing, grind, keep doing. Observation, care, recognize. Here it is. Y'all see what instruction? Lord, help me. Guide me. Help me to make the right decisions. Help me to make the right choice. In all of my ways. Guess what? I'm gonna be a man and say I fell short of that scripture. Amen. <laughs> Plenty of times. I've done things, go back. In all my ways. Go, go back up. 
Stop right there. I've leaned to my own understanding many times. In my own way. Without acknowledging him. But when I have faith in Jesus, then in all of my ways, I'm going to acknowledge him. Amen. Amen. Everything I do, I'm going to acknowledge him. Guess what? This don't happen overnight. <laughs> this takes a long time. Uh, this comes with some humility. Because some things you just want to do on your own when we got to back up and say, Lord, help me. But the flesh is saying go. But the spirit is saying wait. Wait on God. Acknowledge him. Get some instructions so that he may order your steps. So that he may order your, direct your path. Get some instructions from him. How many times we done messed up stuff? A whole lot of time because we lean on our own understanding. My Lord, help us, Jesus. So I'm going back to that John 3.16. Whosoever believeth in him. I want everybody to understand. When you go to the hospital, you have faith that they're going to help you. You don't go to the hospital talking about, I don't know if I'm going to get some help. First thing you're doing when you're feeling sick, take them to the hospital. No hesitation. Is it, is, is, is it the truth? It's the truth. <laughs> no hesitation. Take me to the hospital. Wait. Call 911. I'll see Because <laughs> you got faith that you're going to get some help. But look at it on a spiritual level. We don't have that same mentality. Hesitation. Huh? If it would, churches would be packed all around the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've been so programmed to trust in man than we have in Jesus. When Jesus said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And some folks that's been on, on, on the hospital bed, the doctor said, you're going to die. You know what they did? They said, no, I'm not. They called the pastor. The pastor prayed for them, and they're living right now. And some folks that's been pronounced dead. The family called the pastor. The pastor prayed. And guess what? God rose up. Why? The pastor had to execute faith. And when I pray, I don't think that God is going to do this. I know God is going to do it. Why? Because I'm operating not in the natural. Come on, somebody. But I'm operating in the spiritual realm of called faith. And whatsoever I ask, God said, I, I, I will give it. I give it. Faith. Believe it in Jesus. Believe it in Jesus. Lord, I got this condition. Do you have faith in Jesus? If Jesus can raise Lazarus, a dead man who's been in the grave for several days, and I'm talking about I, I, I got a condition of drinking alcohol, I guarantee you, Jesus can take that condition out of you. Is that right, somebody? Uh-huh. We got to have faith in God. We got to start acknowledging Jesus in all of our ways. We got to start asking Jesus. Lord, instruct my, my thoughts. Instruct my ways. Giving it all over to Jesus. Giving it all over to Jesus. I had to say that today. 
in my office when I pray. Lord, I, I, just give, I give it over to you. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just give it over to you. It's your thing. Sometimes we can hinder our progress because we are leaning on our understanding but we have not acknowledged Jesus. But we have acknowledged him. But we have not acknowledged him enough. When we become persistent in acknowledging Jesus in all of our ways and trusting, leaning, asking for instructions, then our life becomes easy. Our life becomes easy. And those things that were burdens to us no longer become burdens because he moves them out the way. Through him ordering our steps and us walking in the way. All right. He moves us and guides us in the right directions. So as I close in the book of Acts in 2.36, I want us to look at this very special word here. It reads, therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely. God had made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. But I want us to look at the word Lord, if you will be so kind and pull the word Lord down. And we can see supreme Number one, curls of supremacy. In other words, supreme in authority. So notice, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever believeth in him, whosoever puts their faith in him, trusting in him with all our heart, leading not to our own understanding, he becomes supreme in authority in that area. Go to go down, watch this. Yet, everybody said, we're controlling. He now starts to control me in this area. And when God controls you, you know you're on the right path. When we make him our Lord, go back. When we make Jesus Christ our Lord, when we make him our controller, when we make him our supreme in authority. If you're honest, you can honestly say that there are areas in my life where he is not my Lord. Wait, hold up now. Don't throw no stone. What, what, what do you mean? There are areas in my life where that I have not given over to him to control. There are areas in my life where that I have not given over to him to have the complete authority. But he said, with all your heart and all of your ways, he must be our Lord. He must be our controller. He must be the one that has the authority. I'm still trying to get there, y'all. <laughs> oh yeah, I ain't there yet. But I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing forward. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart and said to Peter, rest of men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Here's the salvation. The first part of believing and having faith in Jesus Christ. 
is trusting him with my spiritual life. That's the first step. Once I cross that bridge, you know what? Born again starts to work even before you even start to get in the church. You start to get dealt with before you even go to the hospital. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's the same way in the church. God starts to deal with you before you even get in the church. And then when he brings you to the church, he shows you the plan that he has for the healing of your soul, for the deliverance of your soul, for the salvation of your soul. And many times, we say, Lord, no. But we don't tell the doctor, don't give me this medicine. It's, it's very few people that tell the doctor, don't give me that medicine, I don't want that. <laughs> give me something else. But I wonder how many times we done told the Lord, don't give it to me, Lord. Give me something else. The first part of salvation is have enough faith in Jesus to come to him. And the second part is have enough faith in him to entrust your spiritual well-being. We go to the doctor because we entrust our physical will. And if we don't like that doctor, we go pick another doctor. But when we go, we are going and entrusting our physical well-being to that man. And we begin to have a relationship with that doctor. Now we can go in and crack jokes with the doctor because we've been with them for so many years. <laughs> and if the doctor says, take this, and we say no, well, the, the doctor can really open up and we can really open up to say why we don't want to. But don't you know that Jesus wants that same relationship? But he not only wants that relationship, but he wants that relationship over and beyond what many of us have with the doctor. I tell them I want a foreign doctor. I don't want an American doctor. <laughs> and they find me a foreign doctor. That's my preference. Is that right? So I say, say this. Faith in Jesus steps beyond the natural and reaches into the spiritual. That our whole complete being must be wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. And everything that I do, I must acknowledge Jesus. So that he may direct my path. So as I close, in the book of Acts, chapter number 2 and verse number 36, then Peter said unto them, right here, uh, verse number 38, I mean, the blood of Jesus be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, there's the blood. That Jesus said, you must be born of water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. There's the Spirit. You must be born of water and of Spirit. And the first sign of the Holy Ghost is when God speaks those many languages through you. Languages that you have not heard. Because they are unlearned 
Now you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now that born again process, he can start to go to work on you. As he's been doing, but only at a higher level. Because now, check this out, y'all. Now you are in the perfect condition. I want everybody to say, this puts you in the perfect condition for God to work with you. Does everybody understand that? Amen. The perfect condition. You may come for months, but when you go down in Jesus' name, and when he fills you with the Holy Ghost, now you are in a different condition than you was when you was coming in those months. Now you are in a perfect condition for him to start continuing to work in you on a high level. We're saying there's not a friend like the love of Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. So as we close, go ahead and stand up on your feet. And Is there anyone that want to get baptized today? In the name of Jesus. Is there one that wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost?